This is Stu Strauss, the Woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. So it's February 3rd, my brother's birthday, 2020. How cool is that? Yesterday was 02022020. Yesterday was a a palindrome. How cool is that? So I just, uh, right now it's, wow, it's 4.44 p.m. I love the sound of that, 4.40 p.m. Today's uh, February 3rd. Oh, my gosh, it's crazy. Can you hear that? You can probably hear that um, wind. Hear the wind out there? If I put you in the wind, it's going to be all... But if you could get you from a distance, you can hear it back there, right? Well, now here you could probably hear it because you're in it. So this cat, Zeke... I let him out on the patio, and it was. And I go, watch out! It's gonna be windy. Just, just, and it's so funny because he's like, rah, 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 and he's ducking and he's moving and he's he's scrunching up and he's like, rah, rah. and I go, yeah, it's crazy, right? And it it seemed to me like he'd never been, like, it gave it gave that impression that he had never been in wind before. Like he he'd never known what that was like before. And this is quite a surprise. It could be quite a surprise even if you have experienced it before, because this is quite a gusty wind. I gotta say. And so, um, kitty, 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 come here. Come here, little guy. What are you doing? <laughs> so I was talking to him, and he was talking back to me. I said, wow, it's pretty windy out there, isn't it? <laughs> and then he would respond to me. Dude, what did that feel like to you? Was it like ghosts? <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, like, there's all this invisible, this thing, like, just petting you, basically. Right? Was that strange? Like these invisible things were going whoosh, whoosh, and swooping across your furry, your little furry body, and it was like getting pets, right? Pets from the wind. So I can imagine how strange that must be for a creature that does not know what the heck that is. So, um, yeah, it must be quite a surprise, quite a surprise. Uh, anyway, had to uh, had to put that little piece in there. So um, by the time you hear this, this will probably be after I post the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival 2019. Yeah, I've been doling them out. You're like, what? You've been holding on to that that long? Yes, I have. I got four days worth of podcast material. So... I think what I might do is break them down like one episode because one episode is like an hour and a half. So I'm thinking if I go, okay, episode one is 45 minutes. So part one of September 16th. Then I put out part two of September 16th. Then I put out part one of September 14th. Then I put out uh, part two of September. So, but the thing is, is that each of these are, are, are around an hour, basically. So, um, you know, it might be good just to hear, uh, hey, man, we got to do, we got to do. It might be good because then it's, it's, it, it gives this marketing power behind it. That's cool. That's fun. Mm. I could mark out because it's going to be basically 12 months or 11 months now 2021 is when we're doing it so if I have 11 episodes once a month I put it out or maybe twice a month hmm do I do twice a month hmm Maybe I put it out for, uh, let's see, 11 months. What if I put it out for six months? That could be, that could be it. Six months. 40, 50, 60, 70, wait, 60, 70. Yeah, I went, I went four days with it. And each, each, each time was basically an, about an hour or an hour and a half. These cats are getting a little, come here, come here, Zeke. Come here. I know. You can't understand why they're hissing at you. I know. Hey, hey, hey. He's way over here, man. He's way over here, dude. Zeke, uh, when he first met these guys, he tackled them right away. He tackled them. He's just a big 
little cat. He's a, he's young. He's young youngster. It's like having a six foot tall uh, six year old, basically the size the size of a, the size of a man is a six year old. That's kind of like this dude, and he just has gone you know straight for him on many occasions. Just tackled him. So he's done this to Gonzo on a few occasions, and so every time Gonzo sees him, even if even if he's far away, he hisses at him. But that then, in turn, then inspires Zeke to then go over there and go, "Hey, what's going on over here? What are you talking about? What's it? What is this? What is all that? What is that? You're 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 talking very loudly about something. I I want to lean in closer and hear what the heck this is." Remember, folks, we lean in closer to the people who are talking quiet. Then why do I talk so loud? Why do I talk so loud? You know, I think it is secretly, subconsciously, probably, probably most likely a, a Napoleon complex. Could that subconsciously be the reason why I've, I like to spin a lot of projects, like get a lot of sp- plates being spun? Possibly. He no like it. He no like it. This cat so close. He no like it. Come here. Come here, little monster. I know you're. Hey, hey, hey. He's not going to do it. He's not. Okay. Jeez. I know. Come here. Come here, Zeke. Oh, come here. Oh, come here. Just be cool. Hang out here. So for each of these cats, Zeke has just, just tackled them, basically. They don't like it. So now they, you know, they got that sense of memory in their brains. They associate him with that vibe. So if that's what happens with animals, this, this is why I, I am so enthralled with watching various creations, watching children, watching animals, watching plants interact, and watching how that is, and then applying it to humans, finding the connections, finding the, the refractions, the reflections, yada, 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 words, words, words. Mm. And... I mean, look at something like this. It's really quite interesting. Like, okay, so for instance, Gonzo over here. I notice that the louder you hiss, the more of a direct representation of your fear is. So when you got a lot of loud dudes out there who are, who are I mean, like, you know, screaming, screaming at you. That is basically, that's, that's like the equivalent of a little tiny chihuahua. It's the equivalent of a chihuahua. It's the quiet ones we, we want to look out for. It's the quiet ones. It's the quiet ones. So what are these cats also teaching me? He didn't give them a very good vibe, so they always remember that. They associate that. What can we think about that with ourselves? What kind of vibes are we dispersing out there in the populace with people? What kind of vibes? So that's something to pay attention to. What are the seeds that we are planting? What are the crops? What what are the crops that we are growing? Wow, that tastes so good. Oh, by the way, I'll be uploading the, um, I'm doing a little edit on it. I'm going to be uploading today's episode with Craig Spivak in the studio, K. Chung. And we call it uh, Customer Dispatch. I think that's what we call it, customer dispatch. Dispatch relations. Because uh, it, it, it's just funny because there's this um, special place that uh, we end up calling up an agency. We ended up calling up uh, Brad Pitt's agency. And they go, oh, we're going to send you to customer dispatch. Because I thought it'd be fun to call him up and ask him if he'd want to be a guest on the show. And so, customer dispatch. And they put us on hold. It kept ringing, 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 ringing. And I said, I said uh, Craig, I have, an, I have a feeling that this, this number just goes. It just goes and goes and goes and goes. And so people are on the other line taking notes just to see how long these people can handle it ringing and ringing. So customer dispatch reminds me of something that Meat Clown Industries would do. So customer dispatch, it's just a spot where you send the people and the phone just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing. So 
that actually could be a really helpful thing. Um, to, a phone number to give out to people. Like if you don't ever want to give out your real phone number to people, that could be something. It just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. And it never goes to voicemail or anything. It just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and goes and goes and goes and goes. So those are my theories. Uh, I don't know if this is the last segment, but it might be. Thank you to everybody who called into the radio show today on 561-203-9179. Or thank you. Thank you to everyone who did that. We really appreciate that. We appreciate your participation. This is a living journal. All of this. Everything involved with the, uh, Inspirato Projecto, the whole umbrella of Inspirato Projecto, whether it be the radio show, whether it be a, um, a living activity book, whether it be this podcast, whether it be T-shirts, whether it be whatever, man. Maybe I'll start making Inspirato Projecto uh, just cartoons. There we go. So, uh, take care, and we'll talk to you later. Remember, you can call 561-203-9179. That is the hotline. You can always leave a message on there, and we will play it here on the radio show. Thank you so much. And Zeke says thank you too. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. So I had another exciting episode uh, in the Kei Chung 1630 AM studios on Monday, February 3rd. So it's interesting. If you look at the numbers, so it's February, which is 2, 3rd, so it's 2, 3, and then 2020. If you stick those together, that's four, two, three, four. How cool is that? So on the day of two, three, four, I had Craig Spivak in the, uh, in, uh, in the, in the studio, and uh, we talked to my brother. We talked to uh, my friend Noel. And Craig even, Craig even dared me to uh, make some phone calls to try to get Brad Pitt on the line. So yesterday it was, uh, or actually, t- was it yesterday or today? Well, yeah, he also dared me to call Steven Spielberg. So if you want to listen to those, that's kind of fun. You can go to um, anchor.fm slash projecto, or you can listen to it on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Oh, no, 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 it's not. No, it's not. I forgot. No, I didn't upload that one to Anchor. No, I didn't upload that one to Anchor. That one I uploaded to Mixcloud. That's what it is. All the K-Chung stuff, because this time I I played some songs on it. Usually when I play music on uh, K-Chung, I'll upload it to Mixcloud. If there's no music, I'll just upload it to uh, Anchor, which then goes out to Spotify. Spotify gets wonky if you try to add some music in there. Because there's a chance that they might have some kind of license issue. I, who knows? But they just don't want you to do it. Not gonna. So it's on Mixcloud. Mixcloud lets you upload that type of cool stuff. So you go to Mixcloud. Uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Mixcloud.com slash. Mixcloud.com slash Inspirato Projecto. You could go right there. Listen to the episode. It was from, from the third, which was yesterday. And then, uh, uh, oh, also what I uploaded was part one. 
I'm uploading in two separate parts. Part one of uh, from September 16th, 2019. That was during the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. In the mornings, we had uh, filmmakers stop by LA Grip Studios, and we interviewed those guys. And uh, we broadcasted it, streamed it live on Facebook for at-home viewers. So now I'm just uploading the actual audio, so you can check that out. That in itself, that is on Spotify. And chances are, if you're listening to this radio show uh, or this uh, podcast, you probably have heard that episode already because that came out before this. So, yeah, you get to listen to it. All right. um, I got to go. Go get, uh, gotta go get uh, pill packets for the cats, for the pills. Talk to you later. Kurt, hi, it's Maria. It was so much fun talking with you the other day about the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. I had so much fun doing those interviews last year, and I'm so excited you're planning it again. Just a f- little piece of advice. When you are posting on Twitter or on any social media platform, go ahead, make sure that you tag everybody involved in the content that you're talking about so that they can be encouraged to repost it on their own platforms like that uh, lunchtime, get back to lunch movie, for instance. I noticed you, you posted something about that movie just yesterday, but you forgot to tag the guy that made the film. And uh, yeah, he might be happy to share it out, get some more exposure for his film, get some more exposure for Kapow. I'm out here waiting for my ride. Uh, His name is James. See if he's arriving here. Morrison Street. Hey man, are you James? James, good. Right guy. Right guy. Hey, man. Oh, thanks for picking me up. Do you have a uh, skateboard or anything you like to put stickers on? I got some. Uh, this is the band that I'm in called Yachtly Crew. And um, we're meeting with a. Um, we're meeting with a. Uh, oh, here. Here's a, here's a guitar pick, too. While you're at it, here's a little guitar pick for you. Um, so yeah, we, we're, we just recently signed with these guys called TKO and, uh, and so they're meet, we're meeting up with these guys tonight and they're just sort of helping us plan like a, like a, a national tour. And so uh, we're on our way up there now to like meet some of these, meet some of these folks. And this is how we dress when we're up on stage and stuff. So, um, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like the blues brothers in a sense. Have you ever heard of the, the genre yacht rock? It's uh, it's like soft rock. Uh, we're like Michael McDonald, you know, stuff like that. And uh, what do, what do you like to do outside of uh, Uber? You're an artist. Oh, that's great. How long have you been drawn for? Some people find God in church. Some people find God in nature. Oh wait, do you mind turn that down a little bit? I'm curious what you're saying here. So hold on, tattoo. You work at a tattoo shop? What the heck is that like? Because I've drawn my whole life and I cannot imagine what that's like to that, that first time you're putting it on skin. That's that's a canvas that is totally it's on, you know? <laughs> like what what is it it takes a lot of bravery I can imagine to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're pretty committed to what you're doing, you know, at that point. I guess you you, you can draw it on the skin first, can't you? Isn't there some kind of stencil you use these days? Um, yeah, you, make, you you do the drawing on paper, and then you create a stencil from that, and then you, you put it on their skin like a stamp. Wow. So you're basically tracing over the, uh, over the stencil, so... Yeah, you're definitely not doing freehand. Wow, man, that's in, that's just insane. So, wait, how long have you been doing? Yeah, it's intense. Um, I've been working. I just finished my apprenticeship, so I've been there for like a year. And so, how many, uh, how many, you know, rehearsals, so to speak? How many, how many different people do you got tested on before you're kind of like moved down to the next level? Um, well, I'm accepting clients now, but I've only got a couple. Not that many people want to 
Wait, there's something I heard about a fake. There's like a fake skin that you can try. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah, I practice on that. So you use that. Yeah. And how is that in relation to real skin? That as far as you've found. Um, well, uh, you know, real skin you have to stretch it. It's a lot more pliable. And yeah. Also, uh, you know, when you're tattooing a fake skin, you're just on a flat surface. Oh right, it's right. Not, it's not moving. You're right, and right. You're tattooing a person. Position them. It might be kind of an awkward angle, and you know you have to draw around the, the muscle or whatever area they're getting tattooed. So it's a little bit different. And then the way the ink goes into the skin is a lot different than the way it goes into. Wow, man! Some of those details of those inks. I mean, you got to think backwards. I'm imagining. Yeah. With a lot of ways that you're putting the uh, colors on there, huh? Oh, I, I'm not doing color yet. I'm just doing black. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, eventually. I'll, but yeah, you have to you have to plan out everything uh, long beforehand because you know there's not really any room for mistakes. Wow! So those intricate—I I assume that there are probably different needle sizes for different things, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, there's a ton of when you see the details, and it looks like pointillism. I mean, is that really what's going on? You're going bop, 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 bop. You're there just are, yeah. There are some people who do that, but I, I like to use—I like I do like a small detailed black and white work. And for that, I use a really small needle. It's got only three barbs on it, mm-hmm. but they go all the way up to you know, 17, 20 something. So the smaller needles are mo- those more for sort of like shading or something? Um, they're for drawing. You can shade with anything, you know, if you have the right motion. But it's um, you know, the smaller needles are mostly for like really fine line work, and you can shade with them, but. It's like a small area that you can shave. You know, you're not going to shave like you know, some back with. Right, maybe like an eyeball or something. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something close. Some small. But wow. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, trying to trying to work my way up with that right now. Do you tattoo your own like arm and whatnot? Do you? Uh, I mean, are you able to tattoo yourself? I have a little bit. My my boss doesn't really want me to do that, but I. I oh, gotcha. I have Yeah. But, um, yeah. I guess it also help you respect the pain that the other person is going through when you're. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, dude, I've been there. I know what yeah, that's like. Different parts. Yeah. Uh, do you have or, Instagram? Uh, oh yeah, we got Instagram. Yeah, check out. Uh, you can see some of my stuff on there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's uh, James Allen Art. James Allen Art. Let's see here. James Thanks for the pick. I, Alan Art. I love, uh, love guitar. Dude, this is great. James Allen Art. I'll look for you on here, man, and uh, I'll send any people your way. Yeah, check it out. Let me know uh, what you think of the art. Cool, man. Take care. All right, so there we go. James Allen Art, folks. lights will go off, right? Yeah. So, Philly Ocean and I, and all the Yachtly crew dudes, we're at a uh, rooftop party for TKO, and uh, we're there with lots of extraordinary people. What, what so far is your takeaway from that experience so far, Philly? Know your limits. Know your limits, and... Uh, and also, that there's a lot of people out there who seem to know 
about Yachtly Crew. That was quite... That was my takeaway. That was quite crazy to be up on this uh, roof and all these folks knew who we were. I talked to so many good people. And uh, what was interesting was that some of them actually had never seen us play before. Yet they worked with the company that was representing us. Yeah, that seems to be pretty common in the industry, though. Uh, uh, work long hours. Yeah. And what went along with that was that they were very excited to, uh, to see us play. Some of them were in, uh, from New York. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of people who were, like, so excited that we were there. So excited because they'd seen us play at the Viper Room. They had heard about us. They had known our manager, Andy Gould, the legend. And they were like, it's so perfect that he's representing you. What, uh, who did you get a chance to talk to? Oh, my God. I couldn't even tell you all the people I talked to because they asked me not to reveal their names. <laughs> what was some of the kind of the feedback you heard? <clears throat> Just that we're the shit. Oh, my God. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. All right. More on this later. Well, you, you said this to the no, and I Ambrosia? Told, the guy from Ambrosia and Player. You told him that he he's, had got he's a He's Ambrosia and Player because he's the drummer of one, singer of the other. And I said, here's the deal. Yachtly Crew is the band you have to know about because do you know anything about, like, Steel Panther and what they did? He goes, I have no idea. I go, all you have to know is Yachtly Crew are going to be the biggest thing on the planet. It's going to start out of L.A., so you want to get on stage with them and you want to do your songs with them. You want, to do, you want to do your little, whatever one song you have, get on stage with them. Your single sales will spike. And when your single sales spike, you'll come back the following week and do it again. And that's oh how we gosh. get people to come to the whiskey and the viper and everything else. You know what's so crazy? We played with Peter Beckett from Player. Peter Beckett's he's the guy I'm singing. talking about. That's the guy I'm talking about. He, he has been singing with us on stage. He's done it twice so far. Because I told and, uh, Peter, I, did a, I hosted, I was the MC for an award show back in like September. And Peter Beckett was one of the guys we honored at it. And I walked up to him and I said, I'm telling you flat out. And I, the whole thing went down. And he goes, I only deal with a band out of Atlanta. Oh, right, that, right, That's right. my wife. She's the CEO of TKO. Oh, I met, She's I the met CEO her earlier. Of I met her earlier. Look at this wonderful lady. Look at this. I met the other side. Yeah. I think this yeah. is so exciting. He so, helped get us. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Peter Beckett has sang with us at a charity event, uh, at a poker charity event at the, uh, what is that called? I don't know, some old uh, theater. And then what, he, I, what I told Andy is, we just need to strategically get all those guys to come and play with you guys. Oh, That's absolutely. That's, absolutely. Like, literally, their their career gets bigger when they play with you. Yes. And that's it. And I'm like, I mean, look what happened at the Weezer song. That was after we were already in full effect, yes. and then all of a sudden Weezer came out, and it helped us out anyway because then they didn't re, you know, people They're were then again, yes, and especially to their to their daughters and well, sons. Perfect example. You guys were at the Viper. So the owner, the owner of the whiskey, is one of our best friends. Oh and, God, that's And great. I said to him, "You got to get this band." And he goes, "What?" And I go, "Trust me, you have to get this band over to the whiskey." And then so it was a whole thing between the whiskey and the rainbow, or the whiskey and the Roxy. And Andy told me flat out, and he goes, "The band would rather be at the Roxy." And I go, "Cause it's the cool golden voice. I get it, but, but why not but, the whiskey? However, the doors played there." That, and I go, you can make more money because we could do back end deals. We could do everything at the whiskey. Hello. Hello. You might. You might know me. Have we been to the rainbow before? We have. We've been in the bathroom at the rainbow before. Hi. We can't believe it. So at the end of the day. Or an emergency room together ever. I've been to the emergency room with her. What's the emergency room? The hospital. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. The emergency, the emergency room. room. Oh, the we've been at the the emergency room. The together. emergency room. Right. Together. It sounds like some hip club, like on the Sunset Jim, Strip. Jim, I got this. You're fine. You can the walk away. The in the house. Jim, I got this. You can walk away. We're all good. We're all good. <laughs> hey, Trust Jim, me. do you know Paul Gardano? No. He's a friend of mine. They were in the emergency room together. It's not an alt rock band. It's not just an emergency room. We're in the Cedar Sinai emergency room. 
together. They're the real deal, the actual. I was just telling you. The real deal. I was telling you. The real deal. The real deal. The real deal. Deal. And you survived, and now here you <laughs> are, which is so exciting. Thank and now you're here to talk about it. I was 21, and now I'm 31. I was now, now I'm gross and old. In the emergency room, I was what is that big Hey, Kurt, here is another idea that we sort of talked about. You know, people are hiring me to help them with their social media. And uh, we talked a little bit about voiceover stuff. And yes, I had so much fun interviewing some of those filmmakers and actors at the event last year. It was amazing. But while you're getting ready for the event, you might want to let people know if they would like some of my assistance with getting some fun content out there about their projects, even before the festival happens, they can get in touch with me. We can talk and we can figure out a way to make that happen because whether it is a funny movie like Paranormal Dick from last year (laughs) or of a serious nature about sex trafficking, some of the movies are very serious and I love helping people get out their creations in a more powerful way. Thank you, Maria Humphreys, for those phenomenal messages at the top of the podcast and also that one right there. You were such a huge help for Kapow 2019, um, interviewing those various filmmakers with me. And um, I just love mutually beneficial situations like that where everybody can kind of help each other out. You know, every podcaster needs content uh, and uh, filmmakers need promotion, you know, and the fact that you were there to bounce the ball around with me and the energy was great in those rooms. We, we would come across so many synchronicities. So uh, thank you to your suggestion. I seeked out upon further investigation. I seeked out the, uh, the uh, filmmakers of those projects. I found them on Twitter. I found them on Instagram. So I gave them the link. Thanks to your inspiration. Uh, and, uh, also on the Kapow page, Facebook page, any of you guys who are submitting to Kapow and you want help with, um, getting stuff promoted. Maria is phenomenal with that. She's, she's got many, many talents. Um, you should listen to her podcast sometimes strong body, strong soul. And uh, this also, you know, any of you podcasters who are out there living in Los Angeles or otherwise who want to come in and, and, and record at the event, interview some of these filmmakers, there are some really intriguing stories. I met William Shatner's uh, uh, co-creator guy and uh, for Shatner Universe. I met that guy there. You never know who you're going to stumble into. Virginia Madsen was out there. You know, um, uh, Sideways? Yeah, she was out there. So... Uh, September 16th through the 19th of 2019 on those mornings before the very first screenings of Kapow for that day because we weren't allowed to screen until like 1 o'clock p.m. We basically had over at LA Grip Studios uh, they were one of our sponsors. They let us set up a really cool thing over there. We broadcasted live on Facebook. Chris Corman was behind the, you know, he he got the, the cameras all set up uh, and he got the uh, microphone set up with some special equipment with equipment that was donated to us to, to use from K Chung, 1630 AM Chinatown, Los Angeles, which is uh, where my radio show is. Uh so it was great. They were they were donating the space to us. Maria was there for a few of the days getting getting these questions and there were there was just a lot of great information that was bouncing around there. So if you want your project uh talked about, publicized, Maria is great with that. Get a hold of her. Find her. She's on Facebook too. Maria Humphreys. Strong body, strong soul. So the uh, time is now, I don't know, Thursday the 6th, 11.57 a.m. I'm heading up to a guitar store. i got to get some new strings. I really, um, during playing Go Your Own Way, I got a little out of hand. 
and uh, broke the strings. Then I got new strings, and then in that package, they were missing a G-string. So I'm just going to get all brand new strings. I don't even know if stores sell single strings. I, I, I want to say that maybe that, that was something that used to happen. Um, but I'm not absolutely certain. I want to say, you know, in my imagination, in my fantasy, I want to say that that was something that, that, that uh, was out there in the world. So we have a show, private show today. Philly will be picking me up at 1 p.m. We uh, open up submissions for Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. So if you're listening to this and you're a podcaster, yes, we are accepting podcasts. We're accepting uh, films. We're accepting social media videos by things like TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that kind of razzmatazz. You're, so you're invited to submit to us, kapowiff.com. It's going to be in 2021, so you got some time. However, I do have to say, I urge you to get it in sooner than later. Get it in sooner than later, because uh, there's a better chance you'll... you'll well, first of all, the fees are, uh, are much less expensive. As it gets closer to the date, the fees go up for the submission fees. So I can't wait for that. Last year, Maria Humphreys came out from Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast. She came out and uh, interviewed folks, added her, added her razzmatazz to the whole, to the whole ordeal. And uh, so she got a lot of great content. And we got, you know, the the. The uh, filmmakers were able to get their stuff promoted. She was able to have content for her show. Everybody, it worked out for everybody. Worked out for everyone. I see an open sign here. We're going to go in here and see if this is open. 11 a.m. That's good. Hi. Hello. I'd like to uh, get some strings. Ideally, if you have some that are silk wound, there's a, a kind that I really like, but some, some stores don't carry it. It's called Martin Folk Acoustic. No. No? no. Do, do you have any sort of silk wound strings? Silk, uh, a classical type, you mean? Or? Oh, no, just for the regular acoustic. Well, LaBella makes a silk and steel set. Oh. Yeah. And that's just for a regular uh, acoustic, right? That we're not talking... Yeah. Standard bridge. And they have, there's silk windings under the... Oh, yeah. Silver. It's their silver. Oh, that's cool. It just makes sure we... Yeah, they feel so nice on the fingers. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's a question of tone and loudness and stuff, though. I mean, I don't know how loud they are, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can't open that. Pack. Let's see. This is um, standard silk and steel. So these are 11 to 51. So they're kind of light. And I also have a medium. Let's see. And these are these are regular lights, which are 12 to 56. So you want extra light or regular light? Uh, for, let's say regular light. Yeah. That sounds good. Let's see what these the other ones sound kind of fragile. Let's just see what they go for. <sighs> Sweetwater guitar set, ten ninety nine. Okay. Is that gonna work for you? Yeah. All right. It sounds good. What, the, what kind of guitar do you have? It's an Alvarez. Um, oh, well, yeah. I've... So I have one of those, and that's 
that's actually it's funny because my ex girl it's still my ex girl well my I bought it for my ex girlfriend long long ago <laughs> and I was over at her house and I was playing the guitar and I'm like oh my gosh I love playing this guitar I love oh, this what cool. is this and I end up finding out what the strings were and, and I'm like whoa this really these strings on this guitar really inspire me to want to play the guitar it just feels so good on my strings and I mean on my fingers and it was just coming up with lots of interesting riffs yeah, no, and uh, I said I'm gonna buy this from you because you're not really playing it <laughs> and so yeah, so I, I've had it ever since and uh, these are well, the strings cool. that I just uh, I love the uh, the silk feel I don't know what it does it just brings you know certain certain oh, yeah. guitars oh, they yeah. just bring a you certain know, I have an Alvarez. I have probably the weirdest Alvarez you've ever even heard of it's something there it's an, it was it was done, you know Cusio it was Alvarez Yari so Doctor Cusio Yari was a guy that was a, a builder it was an acoustic double neck six string twelve string was this double big. neck but the, oh my what, gosh it's amazing about it was that instead of the necks being parallel the necks went like this no way so it was just, like a Y and, <laughs> and if I was sitting down all you could see is the top of my bald head then you couldn't even see anything you're else. like hidden it behind this whole like, like oh my. It was, That's crazy. it was the loudest guitar in the body was that the oh my um, gosh I ended up training it for a for a, a talking meaning what did you put it in a what, do they make guitar cases for guitars yeah like it came that? in a case oh my god it's crazy it was like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, but it was an Alvarez Yari double neck acoustic six string wow uh, it was just but bizarre wow I never so with the double neck guitar I've always wondered about this what is the difference between the one and the Tall other string Six oh, it's string. twelve and six string. string. That's top, what it is. Six string at the at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> just wow. And, and that now is on crazy. Second, you know, looking back, I, I just really wish I, I still had it. I really. Do. It just I, sounds so unique. I mean, it was loud. It's just that you have to stand up and play it. You have to. <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh my and I god. I got it at a guitar center in Sherman Oaks, like I don't know, thirty years ago, thirty-five years ago. Wow. It always cracked me up anytime I ever saw something like that on stage. I remember the first time I saw something like that, you know, in a magazine or on stage. Going, what the heck? That's like a scientific anomaly. A two, yeah, a two. Uh, it, it, it was truly, guitar. it was truly a. And people, it would turn heads, man. I'll tell you that. It would turn heads. I really wish I had that guitar still. That is so crazy. When I was doing a project and I needed a, an acoustic electric, so I traded it to a buddy at a shop, and he saw it and he wanted it. So I sent it to him, and he sent me a curly maple blonde Takamani acoustic electric, which I still have. But I sure wish I had that double boy. Do you guys repair guitars? Oh yeah, too? we have it. I got this little tiny electric guitar. We have a real luthier guitar. here, not a tech. She she's a classically trained luthier, meaning she could build an instrument from scratch. Oh my God, that's incredible. Yeah, and her setups and her repairs are legendary. I mean, legendary. Wow. Oh, that's so, cool. What, what's the issue? What do you have? Oh, well, I ended up buying this little tiny uh, electric guitar. It's this big. And it's uh -huh. got a little speaker on it, so you can actually oh, put I've batteries seen in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen and, uh, so it's just been like weirdly out of tune or something like that, and so I've been. I just see it. Bridge set, probably no problem. And I've had it the longest time, and I'm like, man, I just got to get this thing fixed because I want to play this crazy little thing. Yeah, she she's really. I mean, I've been doing this since '63, and she's the best I've ever seen. That's incredible. Yeah, so she. Yeah, we can have. We can. Wow. Well, thank you. I got to get off to a gig, actually. But thank you so much, Hey, Rick. You take care. Great. Thank you so much. Take care. See you next time. There you go. We got new strings. Let's see how these babies work. Um, now I know of a place that can fix the guitar. If I could find a camera store that fixes old cameras, you know, for, for kind of inexpensive, I'd love to take my old Lomos there. I think it'd be so much fun to start shooting on Lomo film again. I I was a maniac with Lomo film. I, I, was, I had my my uh, camera with me everywhere I went just such a unique camera but places like that I mean the fact that she can build an instrument from scratch whoa dude whoa man that's just incredible I met uh, Paul when I was over at Paulie's I met this cool guy named John who was telling me about all kinds of different welding techniques. And uh, it was fascinating. And he, built, he can build all kinds of stuff. 
he likes the challenge. You go, hey, you know, can you build this? And um, so I'm realizing he's someone I think that I'm going to um, join forces with for the House in the Middle of Nowhere movie, which we want to shoot. Ryan is saying, let's say if we get this budget, he's saying he wants to shoot the end of March, beginning of April. Now, I've got shows. I've got Yachtly Crew shows in there. He wants to shoot 10 days in a row. So I'd like to believe that the stars will align. Also, I'll be performing at uh, some place in Koreatown on the 20th, February 20th. My, my original acoustic songs. My original acoustic songs. That'll be fun. So I'll find out more about those details and let you know about that in case you want to come out. I think it's going to be five bucks to get in there. So, more on that later. In the meantime, I got to... You know what I got to do? Actually, we're not going back yet. We're not going back yet. We got to get... It's so funny. I just crossed the street. Got to cross the street again. Uh, I just realized I need to get... I need to get some eggs. It's probably something that would be a good idea. And some bread. Eggs and bread. Eggs and bread and peanut butter. If you got eggs, bread, and peanut butter, you got, you can make an omelet, or you can make fried eggs, or you can make scrambled eggs, or you can make an egg sandwich, fried or scrambled. You can eat uh, peanut butter with a spoon. Some people crack eggs and they just, they just eat the egg right there. Oh, you could hard boil the egg. With the peanut butter, you can just take a spoonful of peanut butter, bam, tastes so good. Uh, you can, of course, put the peanut butter on the bread, on a one slice of bread, and then you just have one half sandwich. Can you call it a sandwich? Sure you can. Or you can get two slices of bread, bam, got the peanut butter. Now, if you're feeling really... Um, Experimental with it, which reminds me of kind of like the chicken and waffles type of type of uh, situation. Um, you could you could very well spread uh, peanut butter on one slice of the bread, and then you make a f- sort of like a thin <laughs> uh, fried egg. Put that on the other slice, and bamzo, there you got a whole new sandwich. I've never tried it, but as I'm thinking about it, I might, I might want to. That might be an interesting combo. Eggs I found, you know, there's some of those foods that, if it weren't for spices, they would not taste the way that we've come to know them to, to taste as. Does that make sense? Like, uh, it, it seems as if some foods are just sort of just there. For instance, it's been said that tofu is just kind of there. But when you add the spices, it, it pulls out, like it enhances whatever is there already. So, eggs, um, they, to me, I don't, I don't think eggs really taste like too much until you add something to them. So who knows? Having that sort of squishy, eggy <laughs> uh, texture... combined together in a sandwich with, let's say, crunchy peanut butter, now you have got a very interesting... Um, now you've got something interesting going on in there. Some people... I wonder what would happen. Some people probably throwing cheese on there. You could get into all kinds of clever 
uh, food creations. I remember with waffles, I think I put donuts on top of it, whipped cream, and then some ice cream. Man. All right, we're going to go get this. We'll talk more later. Today is another new day. Another beautiful day. Today is the 7th, Friday. <clears throat> A friend of Yachtley Cruz, her name is Barbara Crabtree. She's gone through a major transformation. Her birthday is tonight. She uh, used to be overweight and negative mindset. And then uh, she ended up getting that stomach shrinkage. Um, surgery. And so after she lost, lost that weight, she formed a whole brand new attitude and uh, tuning in her psychic abilities, having astral projection. I talked to her the other day, yesterday, about two days ago, and uh, she works for Canyon Club. And so she's having a birthday party over there. The Ellen Parsons. Is that what it was? Yeah. Playing. So, free concert. You ever seen Suburbia? Free concert. So, I've had her in the studio before on the K Chung 1630 AM Chinatown Los Angeles studios before, and her daughter Millie on separate occasions. And, uh, in that studio, along with Barbara, were two shaman, Mayan, Mayan shaman. That episode is somewhere on mixcloud.com slash projecto. I think I've uh, previously stated that most of my K-Chung episodes go up on Mixcloud. And then all my podcast episodes just go right here on Anchor. It's on Mixcloud uh, um, from K-Chung, you know, because on K-Chung I'll, I'll put uh, various songs on there. Sometimes I'll play songs that I feel like playing. Sometimes I'll play songs that other people want to hear. And so with that, I'm able to put that up on the Mixcloud. Uh, they don't mind at all. Specifically designed for DJs, uh, mixtape type folks. But Anchor, since it's associated with uh, Spotify, since all the stuff is distributed through Spotify, I try not to put any music that you'd, you'd find on Spotify. I try, I try not to put, like, original artists, like if it was my own music or uh, someone I met in an Uber or something out on the street, and they happen to have music and I'm playing on there, th- then it's not, you know, not, not too much of an issue. So... Check it out. You'll be able to hear the Mayans. They're talking about the future, all kinds of interesting ceremonies, one of which is chocolate. Quite interesting. We need to get a lot of our world leaders to uh, have conversations with Mayan shaman. I think that would completely alter how things are done. Just imagine that. Imagine everything just tipped over right now in terms of like basically like a like a an hourglass if all the sand was just emptied out all the nonsense all the stuff that's just not serving us that just tips over empties out and then next thing we know we're left with the teachings of the shaman of the natives and that's what we go by we live off the land we respect our uh, elder spirit walkers, vision questers, uh, cosmic communicators, all that, all that jazz, all that razzmatazz. All right. Oh, well, here you go. Thank you. You're welcome.
And so I think that could be something quite interesting. Oh, yeah. So um, at 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. today, I'm going to be uploading a short film that I created very quickly. I'm still working on the one that I'm work- that I, uh, I started editing that Polly is in. I added some stuff to that, too. So we'll see how that all evolves. I've just, I've been going the route of creating my own sounds lately and then just stretching them, reversing them, playing around with them, chopping them up. So we'll see, we'll see how that all comes about. Anyway, time for me to go pay my rent, late rent. Wowzers. Wowzers McFowzers Incorporated, folks. Wowzers McFinsters Incorporated. Uh, I saw the uh, the movie that Tom Hanks was in where he plays Mr. Rogers. And uh, he did a great job capturing the spirit of Mr. Rogers. The uh, the pacing of Mr. Rogers, you know, how he talks and stuff. The pacing of it all. The patience. Uh, gosh, if you were a Mr. Rogers fan, and heck, even if you don't know who Mr. Rogers is, first of all, I, if, if I was running things here, I would make it a requirement that every household must watch Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street first thing in the morning. I would put a ban on the news. I would say if you're caught watching the news, you know, you're going to get a fine. (laughs) Uh, You're going to get a fine. But you can work off that fine uh, if you, you know, if you... Watch your Mr. Rogers and, uh, well, an old Sesame Street, the, the old Sesame Street reruns. I'd make that a requirement because those, that programming, those programmings teach us everything we need to know about how to be good humans, about how to be just good, good beings in general to one another. That movie was so good. Oh my God. There's a part in there where, because there's a guy, there's a journalist who goes out to interview Mr. Rogers. He's trying to get the, the, the big story on Mr. Rogers. He's trying to, like, find out all the, all the little nooks and crannies. Is Mr. Rogers really, truly the sweet, soft-spoken man that everyone says he is? Is he truly, is he truly this sweet guy? Is he truly as compassionate and caring and, you know, as, as, as he is on his TV show? So this guy is basically trying to dig up the dirt, and he's known for just writing bad, you know, just being a negative dude. And there's a part where he, he, he goes with them to a restaurant. He's talking to them in a restaurant. And uh, the guy is complaining about something. And Mr. Rogers says, let's do something. I'm going to set a timer for one minute. We're going to have one minute of silence. And I want you to think about everybody who has loved you into being. And he hits that. Oh, God, man, I'm tearing up just thinking about this. He presses that button and everybody in the coffee shop quiets down like they're listening to his conversation. They quiet down. And they are silent. And for that one minute in that movie, it's one complete minute of silence. So basically, they're inviting the audience in to think about all the people who have loved us into being. And you can't help but think about it, man. It's beautiful. And he actually looks at the camera. He looks at the camera to sort of invite you into it. Just astounding, just beautiful. The documentary about Mr. Rogers is beautiful too. I mean, just beautiful, just so good. I saw it in the theater. Oh, God, man. 
When I see people connecting, when I see people cooperating, when I see true teamwork, when I see people who are really speaking to their their you know, their star child nature. Oh my god, man. It chokes me up and that to me is a sign that I I am feeling something authentic. I'm feeling something real. I'm witnessing the true power of source coming through that right then and there. Oh, if you get a chance, watch this movie. It's so good. I'm so happy to have seen it. There's so many nuggets in there. Tom Hanks did a good job. I haven't looked at the Oscar results yet, but I I hope he won something for that. Oh, man. If you want to contribute or collaborate or be a part of Inspirato Projecto, uh, please email me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Email me your audio. I'll put it on the show. Email me. um, You can call in. You can call in. Call me on the hotline. You can you can leave messages on there. 561 9179 Leave it on the voicemail. It's a voicemail. Leave me your dreams, your synchronicities, all that great stuff. And I'll put it on the show for you. I will I will share you with the populace. That number again is 561-203-9179. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. And I want you to really think about everybody who has loved you into being.